Good afternoon. This is the weekly wrap for Saturday, March 2nd. Well, for the week, corn closed up 11 cents at 4.25 a bushel now on the May contract. Uh, technical resistance comes in at 4.35, so we need about another 10 cent rally to start the idea or confirmation of the idea that we have made our lows in corn, but we certainly have a little bit more work to do here. Soybeans were up 10 cents on the week, closing at 11.51 on the May contract. Similarly there, we need to get through the 11.60, 11.65 area. If we do that, then we can argue uh, that we have made a technically uh, low in the soybean market as well. Wheat was down 11 cents in Chicago at 5.58. Kansas City down a penny at 5.65. We need to get through 5.90. So we're a ways away on any technical resistance area on wheat before we can start talking about confirmation of a bottom there. Cotton for the week was up two cents in what was very violent trade, big swings. Uh, we're closed at 95.57, so we closed eight cents off the highs uh, that we made at 103, 104, right in that area. Um, what comes in as support now is at 93.50, so we're basically another two cents away from the idea that that would be support for the cotton market. Uh, we did get another layer of sales made just underneath a dollar a pound. So that uh, that volatility certainly worked in our favor there. Crude oil was up $3.50 a barrel, closing at almost $80 a barrel, $79.97. So not surprising that $80 a barrel, which is a psychological resistance area held for at least the moment. Uh, if we get through that and uh, break out above $82.50, then we would set uh, the in motion the possibility of a new range of trade between $82.50 and $90 a barrel, which indirectly would help the grain markets uh, you know, through the spring and the summer. Uh, the U.S. dollar closed unchanged at 103.80, so no real help or hurting from the U.S. dollar. Managed money were heavy buyers of corn. They bought 45,000 contracts, moving their short down from 340,000 contracts now to just 290,000. I put that just in quotes. That's still a heavy, heavy short for this time of year. Beans, they were heavy sellers again of soybeans of 21,000 contracts, putting their short now at 160,000 contracts, right up against the record of 168,000. They were heavy sellers again of meal and oil. So huge, huge pressure being applied on the soybean complex as a whole. Wheat, the market closed, uh, excuse me, managed money, bought 7,000 contracts combined, putting their short now at 123,000 contracts in the Kansas City, Chicago, and Minneapolis wheat contracts, so still pretty heavy shorts there. And then managed money on cotton uh, were unchanged, right around 94,000 contracts, now long cotton, that's still a heavy, heavy long from a historical context, but they did not add or subtract from that. Export sales for the week for corn were quite solid. Beans were very poor. Wheat were okay. And cotton definitely softened on the weak end, lower end. But shipments were pretty good. So what's interesting now is that sales that were once way ahead of last year are now even up with last year on sales. Shipments that were way behind are now even up with last year. And classings for the week were unchanged. And so we seem to have settled on a crop size right around 11.7 million bales, uh, still some 700,000 bales below the USDA estimate. I'm expecting uh, the government to start tackling that issue here in the March report. We'll see. 
Uh, from a macro perspective, no real news on the big picture stuff of the Russian-Ukraine war. Uh, Ukraine continues to get funding here from the United States, uh, leading some to question that what would happen if there was a regime change here in the United States politically, if we do end up with Trump as president, would financing or would financial support continue to Ukraine? Nobody knows, but that question is starting to be asked. The Israeli-Palestinian war continues to grind on with uh, Palestine basically getting ground uh, to a pulp here and so much so badly so now that the U.S. is flying in military aid, uh, dropping aid into Palestine to help the people there that are running out of food, uh, as are other countries. So we're now uh, ironically supporting Palestine with aid. Uh, in the Middle East here, Houthis continue to their attacks on cargo ships and vessels in the Middle East. That has uh, prompted U.S. to continue their strikes against Houthi positions. So even though there is sort of a, a war still going on there, it has uh, come down to a dull roar, but there is still conflict in that region. Crude oil, we talked about that. It did break $80 a barrel briefly, settled just below it. Uh, that is a four-month high in crude oil. Uh, and, and while it's not anything to get excited about yet, like I say, if we get through 8250 uh, that would be technically a big resistance area, and we would expect a new range of trade from there. On the Federal Reserve front, uh, we did get some inflation data. The PCE, which is the Fed's favorite metric, came in unchanged uh, at 2.8%. Uh, that was kind of what the market was expecting. Uh, the three-month is at 2.6, and the six-month is at 2.5%. And that lagging indicator is telling us that they still believe that inflation continues to come down, putting now the Fed uh, rate at five and a quarter percent at pretty restrictive levels. Uh, the PMI, which is the Producers Managers Index, came in at 44.1. That was well below expectations of 46 and below 48 in the last reading. So some softening on the manufacturing side. U.S. debt continues to skyrocket. We're adding some one trillion dollars every hundred days so federal government spending continues to go unchecked that is highly stimulative for the economy but it is backing us into a problem on debt and debt repayment uh, but it, overall the economy is humming along with jobs pretty solid inflation under control and so you know the the market is pushing off the idea of any rate cuts from the federal reserve now from the march and even the may has been pushed out to only 20% probability that we'll get a cut. And we're now pushing into June with an 80% probability that the first cut won't happen until June. Uh, on the macro perspective on global crops, South American estimates continue to come in in a wide range with 140 the low end on Brazilian beans, 155 still the high end. The USDA is coming in around 156. Uh, remember, that's down from the original estimates at 165 to 170. Uh, but again, without, you know, getting into the final stages of harvest, we just, there's no way to handicap where Brazilian crops come in on beans. Similar situation on corn. We started the year at 130 million metric tons. USDA dropped it to 127, then to 124, with the range of trade between 110 and 125 million metric tons. So big ranges on corn estimates. Question is how many acres? You know, and with the spread widening between the price of corn and the price of cotton, some are starting to suggest that Brazil will plant a lot more cotton and a lot less corn. But again, there's no way to get accurate data on that. 
you know, that would put the Brazilian crop, early estimates are at 14.5 million bales, and that would be roughly 2.5 million bales bigger than the USDA and then the U.S.'s crop if that were to verify. U.S. weather uh, were, you know, came out of the month of February with record heat in the upper Midwest. We broke records, 130-year records for temperatures in Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Also record dryness. Obviously, it's way too early to talk about this, but, you know, not too early to at least keep an eye on it. And if this were to progress for a couple more months, we're starting to see subsoil moisture levels uh, at very, very low levels for the start. What's, in, uh, what's important to note at, that with this record heat, there is little to no snowpack in the Dakotas and Minnesota, so they won't have that moisture to work from, work with this spring during planting uh, and the early growing season like they did last year. So again, it's something uh, too early to talk about, but something worth watching. It was certainly a big factor in helping the crops get through last year's early drought in June. Uh, we're still watching the uh, insurance price. Uh, it settled now for cotton at 82, 82 and a half cents a pound with the cottonseed endorsement right around 13. So that puts the full insurance price for cotton around 95 cents. Corn closed at 4.66 a bushel. That's down $1.25 from last year. So a huge hit on insurance price uh, protection for corn. Uh, not surprising, beans were down as well. That settled at 11.55 a bushel. That's down $2.21 versus last year. It's interesting that the insurance uh, revenue guarantee, if you were to insure these crops at 80%, that essentially takes uh, insurance protection for corn down $200 an acre in the upper Midwest and down $100 an acre for soybeans. And that goes a long way into the projections that we will see much less corn, maybe four to five million acres switching over to soybeans. And then, of course, you know, with this advancement or at least stabilization of cotton prices versus corn, we could see another million to two million acres of corn get lost to cotton. And so we'll keep an eye on those developments. We'll get the first sort of rough estimate from the government on that in the May 31st uh, acreage estimate, and that's a survey based of U.S. farmers that they're taking right now. So add it all up, what does it mean? Well, you know, for cotton, we were able to get another layer of crop marketed here. So we're now 80% marketed. We, we hit the market with another 20% of our crop, 30%, got up to 80% sold when we tested that dollar mark. So we really should only be sitting on about 20% of our crop left, and we're holding out for one final technical burst up to that $1.15, maybe $1.20 area. But somewhere in that area, we're going to let the rest of this old crop go. Keeping an eye on new crop, if we get into the upper 80s, maybe low 90s, we're going to go ahead and start making uh, small physical sales and start hedging with some puts for next year. Not exactly sure when we'll have a shot at that, but just mentally note that those are our first areas where we're going to get busy on some risk management. For corn, uh, I'm staying stubborn on my valuation there, still looking for a test of that $495 area. It may be a while. If the funds hold on to this short, as I suspect they will through March and April, we're probably not going to force them out until we get a growing season problem. Not too dissimilar to what we did last year, where the funds blew out in that May-June period. It was very short, very violent, but it did give us a chance to do some marketing. I hope it isn't that long, but I think we need to be prepared. But ultimately, I'm still looking for a test of $495 on old crop corn. 
that's going to come in small bite-sized pieces. We've got to get forth through 435 first. Then that will set up a new range of trade between 435 and 475. Ultimately, like I say, testing that $5 area where we will go ahead and advance old crop sales. For soybeans, um, you know, we're, we're at a, we got to get through this uh, area at 1160. I consider that the next area of resistance. We're only about 10 cents away from that. Then it's 1225, and then it's that gap in the chart at 1295 where we will go ahead and advance old crop marketings. For new crop in corn and new crop in beans, obviously at these levels, I have no interest in any forward sales. We're just way too low. We have too many things to play out with like, you know, confirmation of the South American crop, confirmation of U.S. acres, confirmation of U.S. weather, and managed money record short. This is just never a good time to do any kind of forward marketing. The wheat price still hovering around, you know, 590 is that area of resistance. We get through that. The next target is 650 with my final target closer to 750 before we sell any wheat. Similar situation there to the grains. We may have to wait this out into late spring, early summer. Okay, that's the update. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Remember, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Take care.